Yeah, it's really, it's really difficult. I, I don't think I've spoken about this to anyone um, in this amount of honesty. And this is, I think, in this mindset, this moment right now is the most difficult time to be a solo founder. This chapter is different. I'm on my own. I'm speaking from the heart. And this chapter for me is exactly why I set up this podcast. It's not been a good week. It's not been a good couple of weeks. Um, and I wanted to shy away from this as a as a conversation, as a as a mood. Um, and that's precisely why this chapter exists because this podcast is all about honesty about the actual reality of what it's like and if I feel like if I put my head in the sand and didn't do this then I would be saying one thing and doing another so as uncomfortable as it is this chapter is the reason this podcast exists my name is Alex Palmer. This is the director's diary. It's no one's intention ever to share a diary. So if you're listening to this, keep it close and use it well. Okay, so um, I'm going to start with a check-in. Um, how am I feeling? Um, well, I'm feeling, to be, to be very honest, I'm feeling a bit defeated. Um, I'm feeling paralysed. Um, and this week I've had, I've had some kind of existential, um, questions that I've been asking myself and I'm not sure if I'm alone in this, but for me, this kind of period which tends to last a couple of weeks comes around every two years two or three years um and the the context of this feeling i think is asking myself questions like do i really want to be doing this um What, what else could I be doing in my life? Um, is this all worth it? <laughs> and I think um, I think a lot of people in the arts will um, empathise with that at some level. I think what's made this week diff more difficult is that it's um, been compounded with questions like, am I good enough? And... Um, and kind of imposter syndrome as well and this is all in the context of going for NPO um, funding or or even deciding to go for NPO um, and and all the things that come with that kind of is it is it right for us is it is it the right thing to do am I able to do it um, I'll be largely writing the bid on my own so that's kind of scary and um, absolutely going into the unknown. 
as is everyone in this round, but because it's a new application, but the the sense that you're on your own most times that fires me up a little bit that that goes you know that goes along the line of you're on your own back against the wall you've got to fend for yourself if you really want to do this then then it's and that's that's why i like being a founder because it's kind of you're in control of your own destiny and if you put in the work largely you reap the rewards i think also if i'm really self-critical um i'm feeling paralyzed because of the weight of expectation i've put on myself and yeah and that and that's difficult because we all want to do well we all have ambitions and um we all have a five-year goal for example an npo because it's every four years it really puts that in, in perspective, it really focuses that because if you don't go for it, then what are you doing in the next four years? Half of me wanted to shy away from this, about talking about this on the podcast because it, it kind of shows vulnerability and it's, um, and I'm not comfortable talking about it. I mean, I'm very uncomfortable now. I don't know if you can feel, but the other half knows that this is exactly why I shouldn't hide away and this is the, the exact reason I set up this podcast was to show the inner workings and the the thoughts of of this um of this time of this development because I hope I, I think and I I also hope that I'm not alone in in feeling like this so Yeah, it's just like when we start out, there's always this goal that you set yourself. Maybe it's to make work. Maybe it's a line in the sand of other companies. Maybe maybe you've got a company in your mind that's kind of maybe 5, 10, 15 years ahead of you. And I think when we get knocked back, and I mean really knocked back, I don't mean just like one or two funding bits. I mean existentially so. Am I doing the right thing? My mind goes to the place of like, I could be in a cosy little office job or teaching or whatever the other thing could be. And would I be happier? Would I be less stressful? Would I, would my hard work um, be more rewarding? For me, what I'm finding really hard is that there's a duality here. So on one side of the coin, there is the voice saying, are you good enough for this? Like, do you have the good ideas? Are you creative enough? Like, do you have worth as an artist? And then the other side of the coin is saying, you're too creative to be X, Y, or Z and X, Y, Z, fill in those with like other professions that you could be doing. And that I chose not to do because I feel like I could be doing this other thing. Yeah, it's really, it's really difficult. I, I don't think I've spoken about this to anyone um, in this amount of honesty. So when it comes to this funding, 
Why have I not started it? Why have I not? Why have I not just absolutely thrown myself in? Another thing that's going in my head is if we don't go for this funding, what am I doing? You know, this this NPO funding, 70% of all Arts Council money is NPO, so you know most of it. And to be in the portfolio is a sign of like, you're doing things right you're you're held up in kind of esteem and if you're not there or if you don't even put your hat in the ring what are you doing and there's a fear for me speaking very honestly that riptide will be um kind of a and will always be a kind of small to mid-scale company and it's my absolute ambition to scale it. Um, I don't know if I've said this on my podcast, but it's my ambition that Riptide will become the bi- the biggest immersive interactive digital company in the north, if not the country. That's the goal. And as as, as absurd as that sounds, that's that's something that I'm aiming for um and then (laughs) the head in the voice in my head goes well you know if you're not going to go for this you're never going to get there so I guess talking this through it's about um confronting the unknown and diving in regardless And that terrifies me, but it also motivates me. Um, I've said before in kind of the early funding episodes that when my back is against the wall, when I really need money on a personal level as well as a company level, that's where I think I write the best bids. And I think if, if I'm true to myself, I haven't been working as hard as I probably could have done and there's a conversation about work-life balance in there but you know gun to my head could I work harder yes is the answer 100% so is that the is that the the answer just work harder when you when you feel this kind of existential dread is it just get your head down and work and get through it? I mean, that's quite a difficult kind of tough love approach. But And this is, I think, in this mindset, this moment right now is the most difficult time to be a solo founder. This is where I really envy companies that have been set up by two, three, four people who can bounce off each other, who can support each other. Because when you're down as a founder, a hundred percent of the team is down. You can have an off day, or an off week, or even an off month as a one, two, as a two, three, four company. Um, and I think when you are down, it's a kind of feedback loop of 
the the weight of the work seems to increase like when you're when you're weaker things seem heavy i mean that kind of makes sense doesn't it So I don't want this episode just just to be all the down um, downbeat and kind of um, I want it to be honest and I want to I want I actually want to give you an insight into how I'm feeling because I'm kind of anticipating that if people are in a similar position it might give a bit of um, comfort to know that they're not alone especially if they're on their own in terms of being a freelancer or a founder. But what, okay, so what steps are, am I, are we going to do to kind of get past this? I mean, the work hard thing kind of might help. Um, I also don't think this is going to go away ever. I actually don't believe that I will be fully rid of this kind of every two year, every three year kind of existential or I could be doing something else. I think that's an innate thing. Maybe it's a personal trait of mine. Maybe it's a trait of um, working in the arts, or because because there's quite a lot of opportunity, or you could be, you know, people talk about transferable skills. You could be doing other things, like you could be an amazing marketer. You could be amazing at recruitment. Um, it's that whole thing of like. Um, you you could be doing this as a hobby and get a in quotes proper job. Yeah. Um, so so what is the, what's my mindset in terms of moving forward? I did see um, a really good quote that has kind of shown me some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I'm gonna tweak it slightly for this, but um. There, there will be 90% of the people listening to this who at one point said that they will be happy or they'll, they'll come a point where I'll be happy when dot 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 and that dot 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 is where you are currently right now you, your past self once said you oh, I'll, I will be happy if I reach this point and and you've reached it or maybe you've surpassed it so th the kind of message there is that we just continue and we continue to want the 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 next thing and the next thing and we rarely well we rarely spend time congratulating ourselves but it, we also kind of forget the successes and we put pressure on ourselves to strive for, for more and that's a good thing I think that's a an admirable quality and that's what makes us ambitious but when I think about myself even it's not even that long ago even kind of three years ago I would have loved to have what I've got now and I was like striving for this so when I speak now and I'm striving for kind of five years in the f in the future. It's kind of it puts it in perspective. There's a fable with a boy and a horse, and 
the boy says something like, I can't see the way ahead through a forest to the horse. And the horse says, can you see the next step? And the boy says, yes. And the horse says, then just take that. And I'm contemplating even getting it printed because <laughs> it's so um, it's so much what I need right now. It's just there's no and, and it comes with everything like that's that is applicable to a massive show that you're making or a big design you're trying to build. It's like if you think about the whole thing or a company you're trying to build. It's it's so difficult to see everything. But if you can see that first step, you'll make it through. And I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, just take that first step and then the next one. And then we'll see where we go. In terms of solving the imposter syndrome, I think it's about talking to people. And getting rid of any sense of pride or ego. Um, my partner's been amazing, really, for that. And there is a little bit of you that goes, well, you know, they have to say that when they say nice things. But, and also there's a, there's a kind of harsher side to me that goes, well, you don't know because you're not, you know, who are you to say if I am or I'm not talented because you're you're not in the industry and it's kind of that you kind of have to quiet that voice because it's just not helpful and it's probably incorrect as well um so yeah that's what I'm going to be doing I'm going to be taking the next step I'm going to be um quietening the imposter syndrome voice and I think once you've made one step then you become less paralyzed then you become then then you've got a clear pathway and deep down like deep deep down I know that existentially there isn't a problem but it it's it's like there's an earthquake happening but it's not gonna like destroy the planet um, buildings will get destroyed and people will will be terrified and it's a horrible thing but at the end of the day you know the planet will still stand um so yeah thank you for um thank you for being here i hope that has helped if you are in this position i hope you're not in this position um but i think if you are or if you have been then maybe that that kind of one step at a time helps I, I i'd just like to say a huge thank you to the listeners of, of the podcast as well because without you um or without the podcast I, I wouldn't be able to to talk like this really i don't really have um people around me all the time to to do this so it's 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 a selfish thing but it's also i hope it's a useful thing and i hope it's bringing value um and also, I'd be interested to re-listen to this in kind of two years and see see what's changed. Um, but thank you so much. If you haven't already, um, a rating on the on wherever you're listening really does help the podcast. Um, and yeah, I'm just very, very grateful for that. So thank you.